Welcome aboard, Captain. Welcome back to the Star Trek Minute, semi-daily podcast where we talk about and celebrate the Star Trek for the voyage home, one minute at a time. I'm David Stoker. And I'm the Chris LaSalle. <laughs> I always say the Star Trek Minute. I don't know why. <clears throat> because we're the Star Trek Minute. We're not any of those imitations. We're the Star Trek Minute. As in the one and only? Yes. Right. The one and only. Gotcha. Gotcha. If there's other Star Trek Minutes out there... They're not the Star Trek Minute. <laughs> Don't accept imitations. Well, they need to just step. Wow. <clears throat> Lines have been drawn. <laughs> anyway, we are at the 75 mark, minute number 75. What is mm. 75? Diamond? Is 75 diamond in marriages? Well, you know, it's funny you were saying that because I was like, oh, 75. It's like an anniversary or something. I was actually yeah. thinking that, but no, I don't know. Diamond Diamond for 75? I thought it would be like, you know, life support. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, you're funny. Nope, it's Diamond. All right. Impressive. Anyway, we are minute number 75. Mm-hmm. Uh, this minute starts with uh, Chekhov whispering for Scotty and ends with Chekhov giving his name and rank. Oh, yes. <clears throat> so mm-hmm. I have a I have a general Star Trek query. Yep. Okay. Uh, Go for it. It's, it's com- Commander Montgomery... Scott. Yeah. But his friends call him Scotty. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I've never really, I've really put those together. Like, I don't call you Stokery. No, but... I don't mess we, with your last name. We have a guy at work. His name is uh, Daniel Sullivan, and everyone calls him Sully. Uh, Sully, right. Uh, silly me. We had a teacher, Sully. We did. Mr. Sullivan. Okay. You've totally blown my... Query. You've right. blown my mind, man. It, it does happen. It's not just some no random one off for Star Trek. I so we just ticked off everybody listening to how dare you question the Scott versus Scotty. Yeah. Well sorry. You know, we live here in civilization, Chris. So we know these things. <laughs> okay. All right. Um I let's see. I have another question. Sure. A question Go for it. I have a comment. So oh. Uh, uh, Chekhov gets up, you know, hello, hello, come in, please, right? And, yep. uh, and he gets up and he's standing amongst all the nifty pipes and everything. So, you know, Scotty, how soon? And I was looking at the the radiation sticker yep. on the pipe on the left. And I'm pretty sure you can tell that it is a sticker. Like, it looks like it's almost peeling off a little bit. Yeah. Like, it wasn't put on bit. properly. <laughs> yep. Okay. Uh, because I think we learned, right? We've heard that this is not actually a reactor room. It's like a boiler <laughs> room or something. Or uh, You're right there, pal? Yeah, sorry. I had a cough. All right. Uh, so, yeah, a little bit of set dressing is... Uh, yeah, you totally can tell on the right side that it looks like uh, hastily put on. Yes. At least it's it's not crooked or something. You know, it's... Is it? I don't know. <laughs> uh, or I guess I have lots of comments. Do you, so... Uh, as we move along, uh, so they cut back into Scotty. Yeah. Um, and he, I love he's 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 trying to talk to Chekhov. Right. Uh, he's whispering. Right. We talked a lot about that last time. 
Yeah. Uh, which is weird. Um, but his, his, his arm and wrist are like at a weird angle. Like I'd love to know what he's actually doing on that control panel. Like he's, you know what I mean? Like he's, right. like he's, he's lefty and he's trying to work. Some... Almost looks like he's trying to like just jam the, you know, like you got the, uh, the old walkie talkie and you got to push the button to yeah. make it, you know, make it talk. It's like, he's trying to like, maybe if I just push it harder, I can get more power out of this. And or, just... he's like, or he's, or he's looks like he's trying to push like, you know, three or four awkward you know, buttons that are in awkward positions. That's just hard to reach. And maybe it's, maybe it's, you know, it's Klingons have an easier time. Do they have longer fingers? I'm sure they do. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So the whole, the whole thing is, is that there, the crystal is running low, right? The, uh, yes. Okay. So follow me here. Uh, I'm following. So, so they, you know, beam Scotty, uh, Bing, beam Spock in after the trip, and then they beat, beam Kirk in. With the pizza. Knowing, knowing full well that they got these two out on a mission. Yes. Okay. So that's part one. Part two is they have every light on in this stupid hold. <laughs> Couldn't you have a shut down all the power except for the cloaking device, mm-hmm. or used minimal life support? Open a window. Open a window. Uh, yeah. Why couldn't Why couldn't they have just had Spock and Kirk climb aboard? Yes. Open the and, door. You know, yes. They did it in the. I know they landed in the middle of the night. Um, it was that risky to open the door in the middle of the day. Right. If anything, it would be less conspicuous, right? Because when it opened up during the day or during at night, all the light was spilling out. Yeah. They opened it during the day. It would just be more like, you know, you'd almost have to be looking for it to see it. Like, wait, what am I looking at? What is that over there? You yeah, know, it would be right. that kind of thing. Wow, that's so great. That's I, great. So, yeah, Scotty is. I feel like, and then even the, even the control panel, you know, you can see the light reflected on his face as well as on his hands. And I just feel like that's more power. That's more power that you are sucking out and potentially, uh, you know. Here's my theory. Check off. What's that? I got a theory on that. Okay. I got it covered. Okay. You got it covered. All right. So the, the, the cloaking device. Yeah. It's, it's using the crystals. Yes. The crystal. Like even one is a dark crystal, right? That's so the dilithium crystals. Yep. Uh, we've, we've definitely learned over the years that, uh, transporting somebody takes no small amount of energy. Yeah. So most likely also using the crystals. Right. I think all the other junk you're complaining about, the lights and the dashboard and all that kind of stuff, all that stuff's just running on the batteries. Oh, the infamous batteries. The batteries, sir. Just the batteries. Oh, well. How's that? No. I'm buying it. Okay. I totally like agree with I totally it's agree like with a, it's like a car, you know? You you have a little bit of a battery, but you need the battery to start the car. Well when like, the car's running, the... are you using the battery to like run the radio? Yeah, where do you think the power comes from? I know you have like the, it's you know, the, the engine. No? No? I don't know. I'm gonna say I'm it right a, now. I'm, not a, really I'm not a mechanic. <laughs> Damn it, Jim, I'm a podcaster, not a mechanic. Uh Okay, well, I'm going to give it. I will completely that's agree a, with a, you. That, that's a bad analogy, but I knew you were going with it. I'll anyway, it. I just yeah. feel like you could use power from somewhere else because I feel like all the power comes from one place. The crystals. Either the reserves or the, you know, why couldn't they use the reserves? Why can't they use the reserves? Those are the batteries. Well, if all you need is power, 
how many times have they taken in Next Generation or Voyager or whatever, they've taken the mains offline and they're still able to – Rathacon, didn't they take – they lost the mains. Yeah, mains They lost line. the warp core and they still beamed over to regular. So uh, don't you tell me that you need those dilithium crystals to uh, to beam. Wow, you are painting me into a corner I can't get out of. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I, I'm predicting shortly after this post <laughs> that someone on the Federation will be like Dave. You forgot this, you're and I'll be get, like, yeah, you're, you're right. Get reamed about all the different power sources on a bird of prey. That, oh, I am absolutely. Yeah. Sure, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, um, I think it's just this is just another excuse for the writers to add in more jokes <laughs> because while it is a little bit funny you know this is totally like Chekhov's couple of minutes here um, and the comedy is top notch do we get a joke in this minute um, oh, we, I do. Think we, we do I think we get a little bit of a joke yeah it's actually a good one coming up yeah yeah yes um, um, but the one thing that that really really my big question in the minute hmm. is you know we're looking at you know, check off and it's, it's right as he's, you know, you know, second 25, he's about to give us the punchline to his joke. Mm -hmm. Do you think check off is wearing a, a wig? Oh, yes, I do. Because just about second 30, he turns his head mm -hmm. and the back of that hair just, that, that just looks like a wig. Yeah, I think our pal Walter <clears throat> is sporting a wig even back then. Yeah. I mean, there were, I know there were, it wasn't there also like, um, I don't know the backstory to it, in the original series, there was a couple of times I think he wore a wig because his haircut had changed mm -hmm. or something between seasons and they wanted him to still look like, you know, Davy Jones or whatever. Yeah. Um, so I think that was, back then it was a wig just to keep the look. But right. yeah, I think the wig here is, we know, I mean, Walter's a, a bald guy now. Yes, he's uh, bald. Yeah. Nothing wrong. Nothing wrong with being bald. Just no, uh, no, no. I just. But yeah, I think that's a. I think that's a wig, that, uh, good sir. Yeah, I think that's. I, I, I just want to make sure I was. Uh, so I'm good. So we can uh, we can wrap this minute up. Okay. All right. You know, I, it, we're we're dancing around wig like it's a bad thing. You know, is yeah. it, are wigs still like taboo? And you're like, oh, geez. I don't know. I think. Like, well, I think. I, well, I think most people nowadays. Um, you know, and I, I work with a lot of younger people. I mean, I'm we're older, and then um, you know, I work with a lot of younger people, mm -hmm. and you know, two or three of my uh, my coworkers that um, you know that are starting to go bald. You know, they don't they don't care. You know, so one guy shaves his head, and yep. you know, another guy, you know, he's like, yeah, I'm going bald. You know, that's just the way it is. Well, I I think of um. Travolta, right? John Travolta. <clears throat> yep. He was pretty famous for a while for wearing a wig, right? Yeah. But I just yep. saw, I just literally saw him like on something a week ago, and he was full on bald. Like he's he's accepted it, and he's yep. into it, and um, and you know he's John Travolta. He looks cool. Yep. He looks pretty cool. Yeah. 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 <laughs> pretty cool. Not too bad. Pretty cool. Yeah. You look pretty cool. Uh. Okay. So, so check off. <laughs> Chekhov drops the pretty funny line here. Uh, now would be a good time. Yeah, and it's not just the way he delivers the line; it's his expression too. 
Yes. You know, he kind of looks up and he's like, Scotty, that would be a good time. <laughs> yep. I do like, you know, it's funny. I had a note. Uh, I had a note and I, I don't know. I had a note. It's gone, but you just reminded me. Um, he's the whole time he's talking on the communicator. He's looking up like he's right. You know what I mean? Like he, I think he's, I wonder if this is Walter, like just uh, muscle memory for him as a Star Trek actor. Like when you're on your communicator, you're talking up to the enterprise. It's in orbit. <laughs> right. And he's doing that the whole time here. He's, he's looking up as he's talking and you know, that the, the Scotty's on the ground with him. He's just, you know, across town. Uh, but I think it's funny that he's always looking up. I think I would, if I was on a communicator, I'd be looking down all the time, like mm. to the floor. Um, I don't know why. Yep. I just I feel like that'd be more natural than, you know, I'm yeah, talking to you right what... now. I'm talking to you right now. And I'm kind of looking down. I'm not looking up at the sky. I'm looking at your picture. <laughs> you I, keep it, a it, picture it, of me it, on your it, desk? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I'm looking at your Skype picture right now, like your little uh, icon, which is a picture of you. And I always imagine that I'm talking to you. <laughs> well, then let's let's clarify for everybody that I am looking at your Skype icon, which is Batman. <laughs> so someone's got an ego thing I got right right now. I look uh, like a dorky podcaster. You've got a Batman icon. <laughs> what can I say? All right, a little behind the curtain today. Um, all right, so Scotty, uh, so yeah, Scotty, sorry. Uh, Chekhov delivers a line, and boom, he's covered by a bunch of soldiers. I guess these must be, must be Marines, right? Marines yep, on these there. are Marines, yep. Yeah. Uh, so it looks like you have the commander or the sergeant or whoever he is with the pistol. Uh-huh. Um, then you have the other guy come in with the rifle. Yeah. And then you have Joe in the background looking like he has all kinds of problems trying to come over some sort of railing. And if that was a real person in... He would have. He's late to the game. Is yeah. basically what I'm saying is the, he the person, he, the person they were trying to stop, would have ran away by then. <laughs> Where'd he go? Where'd he go? Yeah, it looks like he could have fallen out of whatever yeah. he was coming over there. Uh, I got to, I got to squeeze this in. We do cut back to um, Scotty again, um, whispering very loudly. Check yeah. off. Uh. But uh, the we talked about this offline, and I need to squeeze it in. All of the the I don't know, not the static and the noise that Scotty is hearing in the Bird of Prey. Yeah. Uh, instead of hearing Chekhov's voice and stuff, he's hearing the probe droid from Empire Strikes Back. And I <laughs> I challenge you to say I'm wrong. Oh, you're wrong. Uh, but I have nothing to challenge you with, so let me just say you're wrong. I, I, pretty sure I'm not imagining that in this minute, everybody, minute seventy-five. Uh, there's probe droid sound effects, <laughs> and a sand damp, and a uh, And uh, I would love to. I would love to hear. <laughs> Can you say that again? <laughs> I've done it a million times, just, but now they ask me to do it on. Who hasn't heard it a million times, like me. <laughs> Uh, say it again. Say it again. Hand it to Sandant. Hand it to Sand. <laughs> that's what that, that was the, right there. That's you know like eleven year old Chris. I've been saying it like that since I was eleven. Oh, I, I yeah I I, I remember <laughs> us when we were little. Even you know when we were thirteen, we were we were doing that. Yeah. Um, 
And I remember how excited I was. Do you remember when uh, the Force Awakens trailer dropped? You know, we saw the the, the what we thought was Tatooine, and then um, yep. uh, Finn pops up right in the stormtrooper yep. outfit, and then he he turns around, and when he turns around, they actually inserted the probe droid sound effect. And I was like, oh, my God, the probe droid's going to be in it. <laughs> All right. Um, back to Star Trek. Yes, back to Star Trek. Um, so, yeah, Scotty is a check off. I've lost him. Oh, well. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, Hora looks a little concerned. She shakes her head like a tiny bit like, yeah. no. And it, it, I mean, how much... How much danger do you think do they do you think he's in like it's not like he got you know captured by a bunch of klingons or you know it's just a bunch well of these sh- are these are primitives oh right yeah right paranoid and primitive culture yeah okay. who knows what they'll do well let's find out cut to interior enterprise yes uh i love this room <laughs> really? Yeah, this room, this, uh, the, I mean, this kind of opening shot where the FBI agent's standing over Chekhov, but then they, the camera yep. angle cha- changes, you know, and they're both, you know, looking at each other over the table and yep. sitting in front of this wall of knobs Switches and dials. And, uh, you know what that makes me think of is airplane. <laughs> the beginning where he looks at this thing and it just, go, it like pans to the side and it's just constant like dials and knobs and switches and that's probably what they were filming. Could be, and and, and the, the dude behind our suited friend mm-hmm. wearing the khakis. Oh, there you go. Right, we were yeah, talking about not that. like not like Commander uh, Rogerson who wears the suit. Yep. This guy wearing the khakis. Yeah, he looks more legit to me. Yes, agreed. And speaking of, so I was doing some research, you know, uh, trying to figure out who that guy is. Yeah, her khaki friend. Um, don't know specifically he's kind of unnamed but a lot of the uh i keep wanting to say soldiers but a lot of the sailors that we see um in these scenes are are actual uh sailors on the ranger the uss ranger oh, okay which this is so chances are this guy and he's definitely got a look he doesn't look like an actor to me he looks a little rumpled a little bit you know even though he's a military guy it just looks mm-hmm. like he, he looks like he fits there to me um, where the FBI agent does not. Oh, yeah. The FBI agent totally looks like an actor. Yeah. You know what his suit reminds me of? It reminds me a little bit of Kevin Costner as Elliot Ness from The Untouchables. Thank you. You know what? It's funny. Okay. that I, I was I was trying to. I'm like, yeah, who did? What? That's an odd look for the 80s. But yes, you're right. That's what he looks like. Looks like they were short on costumes <laughs> and they raided the um, just some other you know, some other, uh, you know, set. Sure. And we're like, oh, is Elliot Ness's outfit from The Untouchables? Let's just have him wear that. Because he's got the slip back hair and everything. Yeah. Was he FBI? No, he was... Uh, he was Treasury Department. Treasury, that's right. Um, have you ever seen the prop he's holding? He's He's got, so, he's got Chekhov's, yeah, so, like, wallet or something. Right, so he, yeah, he reads out Commander Pavel Chekhov, Starfleet, United Federation of Planets... And then he says, right, Commander, is there anything you want to tell us? And that's almost like an FBI badge, like when they whip out their badge and it says, you know, Agent yeah. Smith and, you know, blah, 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 blah. And it's got the badge. Like, 
I have never once in the history of Star Trek seen anything like this. The only thing I can I can say that we've seen is from Search for Spock when McCoy is in the bar yep. and the agent whips out his badge. That's the only thing I can remember ever seeing. Yeah, that that was a like digital a, badge too. Didn't it have like a like some yeah. LED numbers on it and stuff. Yeah, this is like a flip thing. Yeah, I want to so, see that. Yeah, so I, I don't. <laughs> I love how you sound like you're annoyed. You're like, I, I, I am I, a little bit because I, I don't like I, it. I, yeah, I want to know I what that is. I don't. The whole thing, if you remember correctly, way back when they got to the planet, mm-hmm. beam down. Those that are not, those that are in uniform, remove your badges and insignia. Yeah. Anything that identifies you. Right. Did someone forget to check their pockets? Maybe, well, maybe. Okay. So I, so I have two threads here. Uh, well, one, uh, original series. Yeah. Uh, beat me down to a planet hundreds of times. Where do they carry that thing? Is that, yeah. Is that in a pocket? Is that in a... Well, there's no know, pockets on those uniforms. No, they usually have their, even their phasers like in little holsters, right? So uh, so I'm like, okay, so where does that come from? How come we haven't seen that before in Star Trek? Yeah. Then do, I, I just think they needed to add something. Well, I'm thinking I, I'm thinking kind of to your point of, you know, you know, remove all your insignias from your uniforms or whatever. Maybe this is just like literally Chekhov's wallet. He's wearing his casual wear. So right. This is just the inside of his, maybe his, you know, his target card is in there and his credit cards. And, um, but it's got his military ID. It's got a Starfleet ID too. Yeah. I guess you'd probably have in a wallet. Right. So I'm saying this is casual Chekhov's stuff. How about that? I don't know. I still don't think he should have it. I guess he should. Especially have. after Kirk basically told him, told "Don't him. have any, don't have any, don't have personal stuff. Don't have anything that's links you to the to the Enterprise or Star Trek or whatever." <laughs> Starfleet. Star you can't have any Star Trek paraphernalia on you, dummy. Uh, I'm glad they don't say Star Trek in Star Trek. <laughs> I know they did in like First Contact, and that was just like a. Yeah, I think the whole audience in the theater when. Oh, is that uh, when Zephram Cochran? Yeah. You're on some sort of Star Trek. Who says that? Come on. Um, okay, so uh, anything you want to tell us? And this is, you know, this kind of gets into some cutesy stuff this minute, next minute, you know, check off just not knowing. He's either playing dumb or really just doesn't know how interrogations work. Um, well, he doesn't. I don't think he understands how this is all working because probably interrogations in the future are much different than interrogations, you know, good cop, bad cop, and all that kind of stuff. Oh, you don't think they have that in the 23rd century? No. No. Um, So tell us who you really are, what you're doing here, and what these things are. Um, This this scene is ripe for him accidentally pressing a button, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Blasting the wall or... Yeah. Um, so I was waiting for that, and I st- even even getting ready for this minute, I was waiting for him to shoot it accidentally. That would have been fantastic. Yeah. Punches a hole right through Chekhov's head. But <laughs> jeez, wow, that was. Uh, now we've drifted into Quentin Tarantino's uh, Star Trek. Is that a? 
That was dark. Oof. Um, yeah, and I think that's where we end it, right? He's just a uh, checkup. So, yeah, starts. he just repeats and says, I am Pavel Chekhov, Commander. Basically, he repeats what the guy already has. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, what do you think? Good minute? Oh, I think it's a, a very good minute. Um, like outside of, you know, again, Scotty's continual whispering, whatever. Chekhov. Which, which makes it makes no sense. <laughs> but um, love the love the humor in this minute. Uh Walter pulls it off perfectly, mm-hmm. and we're going to see in the next minute. I have to wonder. Let's get to the next minute because we'll talk about it then. But I just Walter continues to impress. Okay, all right. Uh, well, it sounds like we're going to wrap it up here then. Yep. Um, so, folks, uh, I would love to hear your feedback on this minute, and you can do so. Um, I'm just going to keep plugging the Facebook. Go to the sure. Facebook. <laughs> I'm doing it just like you are. The Facebook. Uh, go Try to the Facebook. And if you haven't already, join the Star Trek Minute Listener Federation uh, and share your thoughts about just this minute. I just want to hear about Minute 75. Um, let us know what you think. Um, and uh, we'll probably chat back with you. We like to like to interact with folks. And um, we'll be back again on Friday talking about Minute 76 of the Voyage Home here at the Star Trek Minute. Bye now. Goodbye. <laughs>